0: Welcome to another edition of the Coffee Cast with Katian and Ruben, powered by Behind the Rackin, And today we get to go inside the New Balance Winner's Circle with Bradley Klon, champion both singles and in doubles of the Nielsen Pro Tennis Championship in Winnetka, Illinois. Uh, this is the second time you were in the final um, on the single side. A loss in 2013 to Jack Sock, and I know that was a first for you in many ways. It's got to feel good to eventually be able to come back, get the title.
1: Yeah, uh, it's a great feeling to come out on top this time around. Um, Like you said, Winneka has always been a special place for me. This is my first final, um, having family from not too far down the road, about an hour and a half away. Um, I've been coming back to the Midwest a lot. i always loved it here. Um, The people, Beth, Linda, just the whole tournament um, really is a special feeling for me. So to be able to win here... Uh, this time around, um, it's a great springboard to my summer, and I'm really excited for uh, the rest of the summer and what it holds. It was a very weird second set.
0: You're cruising, setting a break, forehand seems to get a little shaky, um, and, and all of a sudden, everything was on his terms. Um, yeah. So what what happened in, uh, from 3-love on, in, in, from your perspective?
1: Yeah, I think I really just kind of lost my energy a little bit. Um, up 3-1 kind of I mean I, I thought was thinking a little bit ahead of myself I was just I'd been serving pretty well he didn't have a great read on my serve and I almost was just trying to force first serves in there and instead of just letting it happen naturally I was kind of putting a little bit too much pressure on myself like get the first like you just need first serve that's it instead of just you know playing my game looking for that big serve big forehand started out and I thought my feet kind of stopped a little bit. I didn't have that same aggression on the forehand. And then I really, I let him back in the match and let him dictate the course of the points. Um, but, you know, that being said, I went into scrap mode a little bit and just tried to make some balls and come up with some shots when I needed to and show him that, you know, I may have lost my my game a little bit, but mentally I was gonna be there. I was gonna be competing for every point. And, It was just a matter of time before I found it or I just made enough balls to kind of tough it out. It was a
0: very weird situation today because you've got this five-hour epic. It wasn't actually the best quality of match between Novak and and Fed today. But I think it was Fed who was trying to close it out, was serving for the match in the fifth. And you walked by, and I actually said to you, uh, hey, BK, you don't want to watch the end of the match. Of course, it wasn't the end of the match, right. but you you said to me, and it was actually I know there was a mix of of comedy in there for you, but you you looked pretty stern when you said, "I've got my own final to focus on," yeah. and it just was like, "Yes, you do," you know. But it, it's one of these weird situations, major final, yeah. and then you're able to come out and focus on your final, and it it shows, you know, there's different levels. But each one has such import,
1: such you know, it means so much. Yeah, I mean, obviously, watching the Wimbledon final, I mean, those two are two of the greatest ever. So um, that's you know, it's a huge match. There's not more more to say about that. But you know, for me, um, it's about staying in my routines, just like every other match. And you know, it's obviously a much smaller occasion, but these matches mean something to me as well they i mean this is this was a huge uh a huge thing for me to kind of get over the hump and get some match wins in general but also turn it into a title and um like i said earlier just build like it's a great way to start off my summer um given the year that i've had um, just to try and kind of keep some of that momentum that i made on the grass so For me, it really was about, you know, I was, there was some comedy in it, but at the same time, it, you know, I was, I was serious. I I had you know, I had things to do. I needed to make sure that I was taking care of um, my preparations before my match. And if it worked out where I was able to watch some of it, okay. If not, uh, my focus today was on the 2 p.m. final and getting the job done.
0: Well, this is one of those unique uh, events as well where, you know, you have this history. Um, this podcast now is um, powered by Behind the Racket, and and I'm interested in what your thoughts are in, in terms of um, how that's kind of changed the, the game since you've had your opportunity to talk about some of the anxiety that you've dealt with and, and in these bigger moments
1: and finals, um, how, how that plays out. Yeah, I mean, well, first off, what Noah's done with Behind the Racket, I think, is Amazing, just to see so many people rally behind it, and just know and understand how many different stories are out there for all the players, um, anyone in tennis. Just to know that, you know, we are more than just a professional tennis player out there that's playing in front of a crowd. There's we're uh, people too. Everyone has their own story. So just to be able to share that story uh, with Noah a few months ago, um, was you know, it felt good for me just to be able to get it out there, and also to know that um, I'm not the only one who goes through it, and I help. Hopefully, it can help other people going through that similar uh, similar situation with anxiety. Um, but in terms of the f- finals and being in a final, I think there's always more nerves that nerves and anxiety that come with a final. Uh, fortunately. I've done well enough over the years where I've played in um, multiple finals, and I've been fortunate enough to come through victorious on a few occasions as well. Um, I know that when I came back from injury, it, I think I lost my first two or three finals, and that that was a burden to overcome, just not just getting there but wanting to kind of finish the job that you set out and there was a lot of I guess tension and anxiety that came with it but now putting myself you put yourself in those situations enough you start to learn what works for you what doesn't knowing that um, staying I mean staying calm was of the utmost importance it's oftentimes much easier said than done but for today, I think I really just, I went out there feeling confident in my play from the beginning of the week. I didn't tell myself that it was just another match. I acknowledged that, you know, it's its a big deal to be in a final, and um, these opportunities don't come every week, and to try and embrace it more and lean into it a little bit, acknowledge that you're gonna feel a little bit tight you're gonna you may not bring your best stuff Um, some of those short forehands and sliced backhands are gonna happen but that's perfectly fine and the ultimate goal is to come get a win Um, so i think i think i did a really good job of that in terms of managing my emotions managing the the stresses and anxieties of the match and hanging tough in the crunch time there's no way to sugarcoat it it hasn't been the the start to the year that I envisioned, and really the first six months, um, it was a struggle. I, I struggled with, uh, kind of felt like I just got off course a little bit, lost my game, um, was a little unsure of myself, but I thought that even on the grass, the last two weeks in Turkey and in Wimbledon, um, I just had a little bit lighter attitude towards everything, um. I started enjoying being out there a little bit more. Just getting one win in Turkey, kind of freed me up and just reminded reminded myself that you know I am still here. I'm still a top hundred player. I still can, um, you know, just kind of gave me a little bit like reminded me of some of the things that I do well on court. Um, so I played a good match at Wimbledon. Obviously, Goffin had a great tournament. He's, he, I mean. I think his results speak for themselves. I don't need to say too much about how great a player he is. Um, So just to get out there on court with him, knowing where I was going to have to play my A game to give myself a chance to win. And I did that. I, I played without hesitation. I played aggressively. And just playing that match, even though the result wasn't what I wanted, just gave me a little bit of confidence heading into the summer. The summer is always a time that I love um, playing on the hard courts, playing in the States. It's hot. Um, I like the heat. I just, I just feel comfortable in this situation. And so I showed up in Winneka, another place that's very familiar to me. And I went in not worrying about wins and losses and just trying to improve each week, find my game a little bit. I think I did a really good job of that this week. I was really happy with uh, the mindset that I brought to the court, um, more so than my game. I just I felt like I had more confidence out there. I was under control, um, and just calmer. And you know, when I got up six two three zero today, I don't. I think I got maybe got a little bit ahead of myself. Um, I don't necessarily think that I was too focused on. A title or anything like that, but I just I kind of lost it. Um, I lost my serve a little bit. I lost my forehand, and I really lost my aggression. And I gave I kind of I gave him an opening to get back in the match. Um, that being said, I recovered well. I knew that I was still up a you know still up a set. I'm still. Um, I've been playing good tennis all week, it was still there, and it was still going to be an uphill battle for him to get back into the match. Um, so, I think, I mean, just the win today, uh, singles and doubles, it, it certainly means, has a little bit more special meaning, given the the last six months and what I went through to find my game again, um, and now I'm just... You know, I'm gonna enjoy it and move on to Newport and try and build each week. Uh, you know, that's the beauty of tennis is there's always next week, whether you win or you lose. <laughs> um, it's you know, it's time to get right back on the horse and try and do it again.
0: Well, that's interesting because that's actually the topic that Noah and I are going to be talking about. This is kind of like a, a bonus edition for us here on the Coffee Cast. But what we were going to plan on talking about tonight mm-hmm. when we record later is the idea of confidence and streaks yeah um so how how does that happen for you after a title this is i believe number eight for you um how do you try to capitalize on it and then also on, on the reverse side when you're in such a bad spot how do you then try to get out of one of those negative streaks
1: so to capitalize on it i think i mean for me the biggest thing is to just know that you have to reset, use it as confidence. Um, there's a lot of confidence to be taken out of this week. Winning the title, regardless of how you do it, is a huge accomplishment. And the way I positioned my game this week is something that I can build on each week. That being said, you also, it's not every week is going to go this way. There's going to be first round losses, there's going to be titles, there, and there's going to be losses everywhere in between. Um, it's managing those emotions, I guess, knowing that you can take a positive out of a loss just the same as actually winning the title. If my game is improving, if I'm feeling more and more confident in pressure situations at the start of matches, um, throughout the whole match, then that's where I know that I'm building momentum. Um,
2: uh. I I think to piggyback off, you know, this whole idea. You know, you see players trying to make that push to the next level, and you know when you see it, they're stringing together two, maybe even three, great tournaments back to back. And and for somebody like you that has been around the game for you know a few years now, how tough is it to have a great week? You know, whether that's you know semifinal win. Get on the plane, get in a car, get to the next week, get your body ready, recover, and then prepare yourself for another great week. How difficult is it to string two great weeks together? Because honestly, I think that's the that's the road to breaking, you know, from the one fifty to one hundred and the you know, and the seventy five to fifty. That's I mean Yeah. So tell me how you have managed that, how you see that going about and especially for you that's coming from a hard to a grass court now in Newport, how do you envision this all going down?
1: Yeah, I mean, that is the hardest part Um, is stringing week in, week out. You know, it's great to put one week together, but the way the ranking system is built, you have to put consistent, like there has to be consistent results. And for me, it's, you know, enjoying this one tonight while also making sure that, you know, you, it's you do realize there's a job to do every day, you know. My mindset already is um, focusing on what's how to best plan my travel, um, my rest, everything to make sure that I'm mentally and physically ready to play on Tuesday. I think those first rounds and the first two rounds after a great week is more about managing your emotions mentally and, than any sort of physical or how you're playing. It's really about staying in the moment. It's about finding ways to win when you're not at your best. Um, I think generally that you can say that about a lot of first rounds. When you haven't quite worked your way into the tournament yet, you're still getting used to the conditions. It's really who can hang tough in those pressure situations. Take confidence from past results and how your game is going. And implement that and know that win or lose like you're just you're gonna be there you're gonna like you're gonna make them you're not gonna give away anything for free Um, you're gonna just gonna be tough and the opponent's gonna have to take it from you
2: I was making fun of you for shaking your protein shake too loud at the start of the show but, I mean, I don't think people have an understanding of what really goes on after a win, especially, you know, not Wimbledon, a, a challenger in ATP where you are preparing for the next week. I mean, it's not all let's go out and have a good time. It's I need to make sure my body's under control. I mean, how much celebration is there for you, um, even at this point, especially since, you know, the results haven't been there and you've dealt with some off-court things. So now that you've had some, you know, Something worth celebrating. Yeah, what is there to do?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean it can be a muted celebration and still be fun at the same time, right? Like I, you know, I definitely will enjoy this win. Um, It's you know, it's I I don't want to say it's like a weight off my shoulders, but it just I it feels really good. You know, I I didn't need I I felt like coming in here. I didn't need a title to feel better about my game. But I also knew that, um, I mean, this title was, I I could go, I mean, it was mine as much as anyone else's. If I was there, if I was playing the way I'm capable of and the way I can compete, um, then I knew I would have as good a chance um, as anyone else. And it's up to me then to go out and perform and win the matches. I mean, the tournament was pretty stacked with you know, a good field i mean there's, there's I no would noah say, Rubin, okay yeah so. i mean <laughs> i was a little lucky with that regard didn't have to run into <laughs> noah you know but um you know it's i i felt like it was pretty wide open coming in here um a lot of people with a good chance to win and it was up to me to control my side of the net my mind and just beat the person in front of them.
0: But yeah, but in terms of like these last this last hour, and I know you had a lot of things to do before we could do this, it's tell, talk about what actually had to happen in that 1 hour immediately following winning.
1: Yeah, I mean, you have uh, presentations, um, media or just talking to who the tournament and the staff um, and then it's immediately Getting back into recovery mode. It's uh, taking care of your body, stretching, making sure that um, my muscles are don't stiffen up. I, they remain loose. My body remains healthy, especially transitioning to a grass court on Tuesday, which is it's a change for sure. Um, you know, we we're just oh, just, just get ready. You're
2: gonna enjoy this. <laughs>
1: Oh, uh, you're really bringing it today, aren't you?
2: <laughs> oh, no, you have no idea. But I think, you know, I remember, you know, whether it was Tallahassee last year that I won or Noumea final, you know, I think the toughest thing that people don't understand is after the award ceremony, the first thing you're thinking about is how do I get to the next tournament? I mean, yeah. yes, you know, your hotel is figured out, but, you know, you're figuring out transportation, all this other stuff where it's it's almost tough to celebrate.
1: Right. Yeah, um, I mean, that's something that I just decided, actually. I was going to, instead of, I mean, I guess this is also from experience as well in playing finals and needing to get to places ASAP, that sometimes it's better to just relax for the night and fly the next day and not try and rush, um, get in late, get a poor night's sleep, Um you know you're sitting on a plane right after a match that's not exactly the best way to go you know things are going to stiffen up so Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, for me you know tonight it's just about stretching any sort of soft tissue getting food a shake in me as quickly as possible making sure that I just stay in my good routines um, just like any other match and fly tomorrow get a good night's sleep and get as rested as I can. Um, you know, I got a really tough match against Dennis on Tuesday and I'm going to need to be at my best, uh, definitely mentally, um, to go out there and compete. So it's really, it's, it's learning. It's, I feel like with experience, kind of learn what works for you and what doesn't. Um, it's always a little bit of a trial and error as to how you manage the day. Um,
0: well, we'll we'll kind of end it there because I know you want to at least celebrate a little bit, and and I think more importantly, Noah, uh, you know he's got a match tomorrow too. Yeah, I
1: mean you're the only one playing tomorrow. <laughs> oh jeez, don't do this. I mean, I <laughs> don't need match. this from you guys. <laughs> Who you got? Uh, Bolt, the uh, Aussie. Yeah. I will yes. be there to warm you up with that lefty serve, but.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, that's funny because I actually I'm um, put down for looking right now, so I have no warm up. But it's okay. It's it's fake grass anyway. <laughs> it's not fake grass. I mean, there's some grass. I think there's right? yeah. Things are happening. That's for sure. Well, <laughs> congratulations <laughs> to Bradley Klon, uh,
0: two-time champion uh, in singles and doubles at the Nielsen Pro Tennis Championship. It's uh, it was a it was a great week. It was fun to watch and and great to see you come through. Uh, it's I know it's been a really tough six nine months for you um both on and off the court so i think there are a lot of people who are very happy to see you back in in the winter circle
1: thanks so much thanks mike thanks Noah.
0: no thank you for being on so Noah and i are going to record another podcast uh the bradley clown one will be first followed by tomorrow's episode on confidence and streaks but for now for Noah rubin mike cation signing off you've been listening to the coffee cast with cation and rubin powered by behind the racket